What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, this is Corey DLG with me, or just here <laughs> with me. I'm with me. Hello. This is Corey DLG here, and with me, as usual, is little brother Nico. Hello. There you go. Thank <laughs> this is just a mess. We're just we're just a train wreck today. Uh, it's Friday. It's 2 p.m., and that means we're on the radio, hanging out. Time travel. I mean, time for us, present, yes. right now. Time is time. Time does travel. Does it? Do I mean, if, if you, if where you, do you think he goes on vacation? I don't know. It's a good point. Milwaukee. Is that why everything's slower there? There's yeah. too much time. Too much time. <laughs> There's just way too much time. So everyone's just kind of like, calm down. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on here in the world of pop culture. There always is pop culture. Um. I guess we'll do this first. We'll talk about the Mandalorian first. The big thing that everyone's the big thing. It's 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 a it's a freight train, man. It's 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 it's. I think I saw it was like already in like the top five of like the sh- like streaming original shows, and it's yeah, only it, uh, had like three episodes at the time. I saw that list. Yeah, it's three episodes displaced Stranger Things, which my first thought was like, how is Stranger Things the number one thing on the streaming list? But People love it. I guess it was a cultural like phenomenon when it came out. No, for sure it was. And it's already been quite a long time since season three happened. I I guess the weird thing to wrap my head around is exactly how many people have Netflix. Oh yeah, because that's ultimately the decider there, right? Right. Because like a hundred million people watch Netflix, so like when one of their shows is a hit, it's a big deal. That's a big hit. Um, and so the other part of that is the Mandalorian, uh, for Disney plus has had massive growth. I, I think, I think I saw the day two numbers were something like for subscribers signing up for Disney plus. I, I thought it was 12 or 15 million in the first like 36 hours. Yeah. Um, it was so much they were having trouble accommodating. Uh, the Mandalorian is now. I think it's episode five debuts today, or is already debuted by the time you're hearing this. I need to. I haven't watched it yet, though. Um, there's one thing I think is really interesting about this show. If you look, the names of the people involved are super impressive. Oh yeah. The fourth episode, the Mandalorian is on a planet, and Gina Carano and him cross paths. She's uh, the MMA fighter. She was in uh, Deadpool. She was Angel Dust. She's the one who fought Colossus, the tough girl. Mm-hmm. Her and the Mandalorian go through a whole little storyline. They get in this crazy shootout with the uh, ATST Walker, the little two-legged Walker guy. Yep. Uh, and it's cool looking. It's shot really well. It's very tense. It's really good. It's a great episode. Uh, guess who directed it? I have no idea. Bryce Dallas Howard. Wait, what has he done? No, no. It's she. It's the girl from the village, the redheaded chick. Oh. She's the daughter of Ron Howard. Oh. She's been in all kinds of things. I, I, uh, my problem is I get her and Jessica Chastain confused because uh, they, they both look very similar to me. Um, I guess that's fair, but their names are nothing alike. <laughs> nothing alike, but they both are uh, the uh, redheaded, pretty... Uh, Girl, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, okay, Jurassic World. Ah. 
I I, well, I couldn't remember if Jurassic World was Jessica Chastain or not. Anyway, uh, Rocket Man, Jurassic World, all the all the new Jurassic movies. Um, let's see here, what else we got? Oh, she did an episode of Black Mirror. I didn't know that. That's neat. Um, so I didn't know that the episodes didn't have that had different directors. Yeah, well, okay, so traditional television has really changed a lot in the sense that there's not a bunch of people uh, who stay like, on from yeah. episodes. So, like, The Walking Dead, um, Frank Daramont, who was the famous, like, horror guy, he was the executive producer and showrunner for the first couple seasons. Well, the first year they had, like, a writer's room. Like, eight writers who wrote the whole season together. The second season, he wasn't enjoying the writer's room. He didn't like the energy. So he fired everyone, and he hired a bunch of freelance guys to write the episodes. So I think there's, like, a Kevin Smith episode and things of that nature in the second season where every episode was just hired out. And so a lot of times that'll that happen. Was, that was, like, the best season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, no, if I remember correctly, it was. And then there was an argument about money, and that's when he gets fired from AMC. Um... But so what happens a lot of times in these shows now is it goes down one of two paths. You either go traditional old school writer's room, team of directors, that kind of thing, or you you freelance all of it out, including directing episodes. So like Kevin Smith now directs an episode of Supergirl every year uh, as just as a guest. He just comes a guest director. Uh, I think Ross from Friends... Uh, Whatever his name, David Schwimmer. I think by the end of Friends, David Schwimmer was directing like a third of the episodes every season. Wow. Uh, and so yeah, they'll just bring in people. You'll it's it, like so. John Favreau developed The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I don't think he actually directs any of the episodes. Or he might. I I have I have seen because like um, Stranger Things kind of has a similar thing, but like the Duffer Brothers have like they usually they direct like. The, the, like the, the final episode or like the or final like the couple. first one yeah they'll either go like one in the last one or like huge the like the big ones but right. I think I think they only directed the last one in the last season okay so John Favreau is listed as yeah there's five different directors Deborah Chow has directed two episodes Rick Famuyiwa Dave Filoni Bryce Dallas Howard and Taiki Watiti he did one oh which one did he do it's probably the one upcoming um, no, he did the first episode. Oh, okay. Is this correct? Let me double check that. Uh, that. I did not know. I don't like IMDb's mobile site. Like, I'm trying to use it right now to look through this so I can double check it. And nothing is... Nothing's been the same since they shut down the forms. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing <laughs> is laid out the way I want it to. <laughs> so it's very confusing. I mean, yeah. The struggles of the internet. This thing isn't conveniently laid out the way I would do it. Right. Like, it made sense to someone. Who? Who Who did this make sense to? The guy who made it. <laughs> and that like was it. it. I don't like it. I don't like this at all. Like, I don't I, like it at all. I can't figure out which one he directed. Like, how, much, how does that even make sense? When I click on his name, it takes me back to actor, writer, producer. Fil- not, filmography known for. And Under then, like, director, the Mandalorian will be the there. Mandalorian TV series one episode. But when I click on it, it takes me Dude. back to the Mandalorian show, back to the episode guide, and then it, back to the cast and crew thing. So like, it doesn't tell me on the mobile 
which, which one? Which one he made? Sad. That is sad. That's stupid. Am I just supposed to? What, how do I do this? Episode guide. Let me like I have to find another way to do this. Okay, chapter one. Who directed this? Is it, is it going to tell me that? Is it no. Say that? No. No, this information is going to be perfect. director Dave Filoni for chapter one. God, darn it. Just gonna just keep going through until you get to just that's the only <laughs> other way to do it. This is who made this stupid mobile site? And then it's like get the app. Why you don't know how to make a website? Why would I want the app? Maybe the app's better. The app's not better. How can the app be better than the website? <laughs> Maybe there's more information on it. <laughs> Maybe they lay it out clearer. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> Maybe this, it was this the is not, this is not the IMDb. <laughs> website roast. This, this is now Corey goes to war with IMDb. Um, are you kidding me? You want to click on director Dave Filoni? Okay, there it was. Yeah. So then, uh, let's try this. Director Deborah Chow. Maybe they haven't released. Tech- Tikiti Watiti's episode yet. That's what I just said. <laughs> Listen, I couldn't answer you because I was trying to navigate this terrible website. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I think The Mandalorian's been great. It's genre mixing. It's genre bending. I love that how the Western is the core theme of it. Like It's got like the Western theme music to it, even as he's going around the galaxy. It's a space western, which is one of my favorite like stories ever. <laughs> well, it, I like the idea of the space western. So I guess we can get super meta here and do like tradition in traditional storytelling. The I uh, I had a teacher tell me this a million years ago that there's only like seven original stories, and anything and everything. Falls into one of those. Comes stories. from one of those, and it's just how it's just how it all evolves and spirals and adds on and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. By that I mean like, uh, like heroes' journeys, probably an obvious one. Yeah, like uh, Greek tragedy, heroes' journey, and the, de- the definition of a Greek tragedy is a, is where the hero causes his own downfall. The actions of the hero are what causes their undoing. It's like Romeo and Juliet is a Greek tragedy. Um, what's the one you love, Hamlet? Hamlet's a Greek tragedy. Yeah. Um, all of, so it's just, uh, a revenge story. The story of the lovers. Like it's all different. There's like seven stories and then everything comes from them. Uh, and so the idea when you get into storytelling, modern storytelling, which is the world is very jaded, very cynical. The world is looking for escapism, but it has to be escapism that they enjoy, but also, think they relate to but don't relate to so you have to give them an element of cool you is just like this guy but you're not cool enough yet and that's what the mandalorian is the mandalorian is if you were a little bit cooler you'd be the mandalorian and that is kind of that's that's modern storytelling that's what they do in modern storytelling is your hero is, you're supposed to see you when you see the hero, and then oh, I was just like, if I just turn it up to 11, that's me. Our amps go to 11. Right. So, yeah, they're louder because they go to 11. Well, their, lamps go to, their amps go to 10. Um, but so the idea that 
you know, the space Western, it just, it takes the idea that there's only so many original stories and it, they don't, they've completely abandoned the idea of, oh, let's be original. We don't have to be original. Right. Well, there's nothing wrong with a traditional story as long as it's well executed. And I think that that shows time and time again. Right. Whenever something like amazing happens or something, they're like, wow, this is so good. And it's like, well, if you broke it down, this is just the hero's journey. Blah, 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 blah. Right. But it's like, yeah, but it's so well executed. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. If it's if it's entertaining and I'm not stuck in it. Right. Then I don't care. Right. And that's what happens. And that's what this that's what the Mandalorian is doing very well right now is they're telling a story. Now there is one little thing that that the internet is starting to complain about. Is this guy is like a he's a true believer of the Mandalorian philosophy because he's not actually a Mandalorian. Um in the story what they've revealed so far over these first four episodes is he's the child of like a really crazy event. Mm-hmm. Um and the Mandalorians are who found him and raised him. After he survived it. His parents were killed. And so... Tragic. So he's a true believer of like the the Mandalorian philosophies. So he's, he hasn't taken his helmet off in the presence of another. Because that's not what you do in a Mandalore. Right. Now, when you go to the show, like the in the... Um, what's the name of the show? The Rebels? Yeah. Sabine takes hers off all the time. So she's not like a true Mandalorian philosophy and species. Right. She's just a Mandalorian in species. Um, but this yeah. guy is like in. He's all the way He's in. He's all the way in. And so in one of the episodes, it, this, wo- this woman essentially, she asks him. She's like, when was the last time you took your helmet off like in the presence of others? And he's like, I wasn't much younger than him. And he's pointing at some kids like playing in a field. And so it's been that long since anyone even seen his face. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, um, and you can tell that it's Pedro Pascal, I think is his name, the guy who played the Red Viper on Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but like, this is probably one of the harder roles you would take as an actor, because you're not in it. Yeah, you're effectively a voice actor. Right. Because like, like other he's than not like, phys- like he's not very like physically expressive either. Correct, and that's the other thing is like the Mandalorian is very conservative with his movements and calm and like it's just sort of it's a weird role, especially considering how flamboyant and and big the Red Viper was. Well, even how flamboyant and big Star Wars is in general. True. Like you got to think a lot of like the character designs, especially of the aliens. Lando are... wears a lot of capes. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, it's just kind of a weird, that part is a weird thing for an actor to be like, yeah, totally. I want to be basically Brickman. Right. I got to think they're obviously building up to like some big moment where he takes the helmet off for some reason. Or it's taken off of him by someone else. I don't know. I don't think that that's, that always feels a little contrived because then like he's going to beat the person who takes it off of him somehow. Maybe. What do you mean? Like he can't die. He's the Mandalorian. That's not what Mandalorians do. A lot of them die. <laughs> a lot of them die. A lot of them. And by uh, a lot of them, I'm pretty sure almost all of them. Uh, well, they do an interesting thing in this one. Like, the first few episodes, all the Mandalorians are in hiding together in this little place. And, like, only one or two are seen out, out of, at a time. Uh, and then they, they, like, break all of that because of stuff that happens in one of the episodes. Um, 
So like they come out of hiding. It's kind of there's a lot going on. There's some interesting stuff. Um, obviously Baby Yoda is awesome. It's the number one. I love I love that meme. He's just so cute. He's super adorable, and it's just sort of it's sort of. <laughs> Without him speaking at all, they've betrayed, like, they've revealed a lot of character, and they've also raised a lot of questions, like, is he really a baby, or is he just small? Like, is he, what, is he understanding things, like? Yeah, does he know things? Right, because, like, at some point he gets involved, and you're like, oh, that's very not babyish, and then other times he doesn't, like, it's kind of weird, it's interesting. So there's a lot going on. I don't know, I don't know where it's going to go. Baby Yoda, baby Yoda. But um, also I think it's hilarious that people are getting mad that people are calling it Baby Yoda. Well, that's what happens when you don't name a race. They're yeah. like, it's Yoda's race. I don't know what they are. It's one of those things that just they just never mention. It's also lazy. That's an example of lazy rising writing in the Star Wars universe. Well, it's funny because like, why wouldn't they have a name? Why? Okay, yeah. One, why wouldn't they have a name? And two. Like, some really arbitrary character, like, have names, but somehow Yoda's race never got one. Yeah. Like, the guy who sold Death Sticks in Attack of the Clone is named, like, Ronald Sleesman. Like, yeah. he has a name. Like, that's a guy with a name, but somehow Yoda's race doesn't have a name. Well, the thing that blew my mind is as they were coming out with wave after wave after wave after wave after wave after wave after wave of action figures, every dude had a name. And on the back, when you would flip over the package, the dude would have a story. A mercenary from the outskirts of whatever, whatever. This dude can do this and do that. And he he once crossed paths with Han Solo and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, they got all of that. Thanks, Bosk. I really needed to know that. Right. (laughs) But what they didn't do was name the species that Yoda is. And Yoda has real screen time. He's one of the main characters. No name. Though. He's integral to the entire lore. He's in six movies. No name. Seven movies. Yeah, seven movies. Because he's in he's in the he's in the new trilogy as yeah. well as a ghost. Ghost him is shows back up in these new ones. Still doesn't have a race. And he's not even the first one. There's ones that were before him. And like, there's other ones that were around while he was there. Right. So baby Yoda it is. Baby Yoda's the only option you have. That's all we got. I don't know what you want to do. What we're going to do is call him Baby Yoda. Uh, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming in. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back. This is Nerd Thug Radio, and we're hanging out here. 
<laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, I mean, they were gone. They were on break, and now they're back. We're hanging out. I missed them. Welcome I missed them. back. Oh, you know ain't what? that sweet. Go ahead. I missed them so much. Go ahead and tell them about our friends, Cox ATA. Cox ATA Martial Arts Leader in ATA Martial Arts with three convenient locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe, and one in the Woodlands. If you can hear us on the radio, there's a Cox ATA location near you. Uh, they offer all kinds of different courses. If you're three, if you're 93, they have Tai Chi, Taekwondo, self-defense, uh, all very available, very flexible. There's tons of different courses available. If you got the holidays coming up, you need some. You need to, to start the new year strong. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Just start getting into it. Get a routine going. Get get all set up. It's uh, they're wonderful people. Fantastic environment. Uh, mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. They teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave a legacy. Okay, so the internet's going crazy. Super excited about Keanu Reeves Day. Oh yeah! Have you Internet's heard of, favorite man. Have you heard about this? No, I have not. So May twenty first, twenty twenty one. So two years from now is currently set to see the release of both John Wick Four, sweet, and The Matrix Four. Oh, sweet. So, as of right now, the internet is freaking out and calling it John Wick Day. Or they're calling it Keanu Reeves Day. I mean, yeah. That's fantastic. That's crazy. Isn't the Keanu Reeves is, is like, uh, probably the internet's favorite person. Because, like, everything, it's like, something. someone finds out something about Keanu Reeves and it's always a positive thing. Yeah, there's it's never either, like, yeah, there's never like a he's never been a scandal. It's been like Keanu Reeves has been secretly. It's like oh wait for it, donating to cancer hospitals, and it's yeah. like oh <laughs> cool. There is no there is no like there's nothing to find to complain about Keanu Reeves. Right, like apparently he's great to work with. Like yeah, super nice. He gave all the the computer people from the Matrix, like all the CG people, he gave them like. His bonus or something from uh, from the Matrix, like he 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 doesn't ever disappoint. No, there's, there's no he he just doesn't. It he's the one guy who kind of is always exactly who he seems he is, right? Which is always really nice. Um, and he's super humble because like never once has it been like. Yeah, anytime there's a Keanu Reeves story, like it's him being really great. There was a I saw one one time where, um, I guess there was a plane malfunction, and so everyone was at this kind of small airport where the plane had to land. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "We don't have another plane to get all of you guys the rest of the way to where you're going. There's enough room on the plane for some people, and then there's a van who can take the rest of you to another airport three three hours away." I can take that that can accommodate you. So Keanu Reeves went with the van instead of like trying to force his way onto the plane that was there. And one of the guys in the van was like filming. There's like six of them who went in the van together. Mm-hmm. And so like they're all just chit chatting and just talking like a totally normal thing that they're all on this little adventure together. And at one point Keanu Reeves is reading like the Wikipedia of the pay of the city they're coming to. Like like a tourist trap. He's like they're known for their mining and they're like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of a really trippy thing cuz they all they ride together they stop at like a burger king to get food like 
they're all just hanging out all day. They're kind of all stuck together. Uh, but instead of him, like, forcing his way out of the situation or even getting, like, a private jet to come get him from the airport, you know what I mean? Like Instead of doing anything terrible like that, he... Or he, would that even be... But that would just be celebrity, right? Like, right. It wouldn't that, be would terrible. Be so, that would be someone who's who's their entire lives been doing... And Keanu Reeves, I feel like a lot of people forget, he's been doing movies for a long time. A very long time. He's, he's been in movies since he was, like, a teenager or yeah. younger. Like, yeah, Bill and Ted, excellent. I mean, Bill and Ted was... Yeah, he was... I don't even know how old he was there. Early mid twenties, and then Speed and all that. Like at Speed, I think he's twenty five. Like he's been 26. he's been an actor for a long time. Yeah, he's done a lot of movies. So the idea, though, like if I feel like if he were someone else, he would be like that kind of almost untouchable, ethereal well, Hollywood celebrity. Well, here's okay. So like okay, if I was in his shoes and I was in a, a level of fame like that, when the plane lands at the other airport, I would have. At that point, there'd be no one would get mad at me that I was like, I arranged to have my manager send like a private jet to come get me. Yeah, no, they'd be like, okay, yeah, he's a movie star, understandable. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, do you guys got like a like a VIP lounge? I'm gonna take a nap while I wait for my plane to come. Like that wouldn't. Have, no, no one would have been mad at that. They'd have been like, oh, okay. I mean, but because cool. he went out of his way to make this trip normal and fun and interesting, like it's a great story. Um, and I think that's sort of like the Keanu Reeves effect. Have you seen how people are all excited about his girlfriend? Oh, no. <laughs> He's dating a woman, and I guess they came out publicly at some kind of premiere or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, she has gray hair. Now, Keanu Reeves is 50. Yeah, he's not He's not, like, she he's is, not like 20 years old. She is 48 or 46. So around his age range. She's an appropriately aged actress or person. I don't think, she, I don't think she's in the industry. I don't know. And she just looks like a woman who's 46. Like, she doesn't look, she's not like a model. She's not some incredible, beautiful bombshell. They're, like, They're normal. similarly aged adults dating each other. Correct. Weird. And it's just, it just adds to, like, the oddity <laughs> of Keanu Reeves, right? Because, like, listen, think about this. Keanu Reeves has been s- uh, single publicly for, like, 15 years. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I would have done if I had been Keanu Reeves in that time? Oh, horrible, horrible thing. Terrible things. Like they would, they wouldn't even. There would be no nice stories about Corey. Like Corey yeah. Reeves would not have the same Corey kind. Of, would not have the same sort of pub that Keanu Reeves gets. And it wouldn't be for anything. Like I'm not a terrible person, but I would, I would have enjoyed that opportunity. Right. To be rich, popular, successful, single. Keanu Reeves, like, are you kidding me? Like, right, and even now, like, he could, he probably could, you oh, know, for sure, like, for sure, date a twenty-year-old supermodel. Nobody, well, Johnny Depp was married to Amber Heard. Like, a couple people went, of course he did, and that's the end of the story. Right now, the divorce has been messy and awful, and that's a different thing. But nobody was like, hey, fifty-year-old Johnny Depp, don't marry that twenty-two-year-old beautiful woman. What? No one said that. No one. Said- no one said that to him. Now, maybe some people have said, and people kind of now are start like yeah. That's some people start to say stuff now about the age age gap, but like um, the guy from Saturday Night Live, the weirdo, the one that Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. who everyone always is kind of obsessed over because he for some reason dates all these famous people somehow. Um, uh, was he was seeing Kate Beckinsale for a moment? Now she's like fifty also, and he's like mid twenties, and somebody. He made the comment on Weekend Update where he was like, a couple people have asked me, like, like how do I handle the age gap? Is that difficult for us to navigate? 
And I just point out, I don't know, ask Michael Douglas, ask so-and-so, ask so-and-so. And he names a bunch of people with, like, wives that are, like, 30, 30 years, years younger. younger. Yeah. And it's a great point, and it's a great bit. The reality is that's kind of how that goes sometimes in Hollywood, especially, like, one person dates someone a lot younger who's prettier, and that's kind of the balance to it. Right. Um, maybe that's why a lot of those relationships don't work. I don't know. Maybe I've, I've I have a feeling I'm gonna go with yes. Um, but in the meantime, Keanu Reeves uh, is dating someone of an appropriate age, and like a lot of people kind of weirded out by it. A lot of people were like, "I'm pretty sure a lot of people were taken aback." They're like, "What? Keanu Reeves brought a woman, and she's his age, Wait. and she looks like normal? she's yeah, like she looks like she her age. And she's like gray hair, uh, and she's you know I'm sure I'm sure he loves." Everything about her, right? Or likes everything about her. I don't know. Because I'm not going to the, the gonna say he loves because everyone he loves is is sadly <laughs> found. That's true. That's true. A lot of tragedy falls on the people he loves. Maybe he just likes her a little bit. I don't know. Let's keep <laughs> her alive. Maybe that's the problem. Is he's just cursed. Uh, but it but it is <laughs> he's but, put a lot of good karma into the universe. Yeah, that's he's sure. trying to undo whatever curses that is. That's man, poor Keanu Reeves. But um, that's another part of Keanu Reeves' story that a lot of people also miss. It's like very sad life, tons of tragedy. Um, but it's but it never brought him down. Like he didn't like mope. And well, then, like, well, let's be clear, never brought him down publicly. Yeah, no, that's what I mean by that. Sure, behind the scenes, yeah, I'm sure for a decade he was like the uh, worst guy to be around at cocktail parties. Oh yeah, no. What you been up to, Keanu? Oh, nothing. Just visited my wife's grave, my ex-wife's grave, my daughter's grave. <laughs> Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, good talk, man. I'll catch I, you later. Um, I'm gonna go hang out with uh, people that are just uh, getting their fun on instead of the sad. S- Bye. S- saw your movie. It was good. See you later. Sips as he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that champ? No, it's grape juice. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks. No. Yeah. That's never easy, but like. Yeah. I, uh, um. Yeah. He's, he's never publicly been like the mopey guy or like right. pay attention to my tragedy guy. Right. And he's been or like public freak out guy. Like that's never been him. And it would have been totally within the boundaries. Yeah. You, like all those things you would have been like, that's understandable. Right. But it, he hasn't, it hasn't happened yet for him. And so it's kind of interesting. Um, it's exciting though. I'm excited for him. So John Wick four matrix four. I'm May 21st, I'm so glad that those so happen to line up at the same time. Although the director of the Mate of the John Wick trilogy, he did recently come forward and basically said, like, there's no happy ending for John Wick. Well, yeah, because it's a sad story about a guy fighting against basically effectively the world. Right, and well, he's like, at this point, he's killed, like, some 300 people. There's no way he gets to walk away from all this. And right. so it's kind of a good point. Um, but it is going to be interesting, that's for it's sure. It's going to be super sweet. That was a pretty good fight, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be worth watching, that's for sure. That's definitely my favorite line from the third John Wick. <laughs> hey, that was a pretty good fight, right? <laughs> Guy's sword sticking out of him. <laughs> and he was like, it was pretty good, right? <laughs> that guy was crazy. See you around, John. No, you won't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just going to just gonna walk this off. <laughs> and he's like, die. <laughs> Just right before that, too, the two brothers, the two crazy brothers. Oh, yeah. And they're like, we're big fans. We really like you. <laughs> it's, they're so good. Anyway, there's a fourth one coming. The same day as the main. Like, I think instead of choosing, I think most people are going to go to both. Yeah, same day. Same day. There's no reason not Just to. Just make it a Keanu Reeves. First of all, the Matrix is going to blow up. 
a billion people Ooh, are going to see that. Everyone loves The Matrix. I, not even that. I, it's a cultural I, thing. Yeah, you can't get away from The Matrix. Everyone's going to see. You've taken a philosophy class, guess what? There's the, going to be either an extra credit or an assignment about The Matrix. For real. If you're taking a film class, same thing. So, like, everyone's going to see The Matrix, and everyone's going to see John Wick. Right. So, all right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Radio. Hanging out on this Friday afternoon. Uh, this is Corey DLG with me as usual is little brother Nico. Make sure to check out the podcast dropping at 6.01 p.m. Um, and then, of course, go to Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio because that's where it all goes down. Do the liking and subscribing and all of those fun, 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 fun things. Very fun things. They're very, are you having, yes, you're having fun. This is fun, yes. Right. Okay, I don't know where that, we got, we got real aggressive. It was fun, though. It was real fun. We all had fun there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, bringing it back around. Bringing it back around. Uh, so what we're going to do here is we're going to write real quick. I'm going to tell you guys about uh, our friends, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Tonight, 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 starting at 6 p.m. is the Nerd Thug Takeover. As soon as the podcast is up, we're there. That's right. When the podcast comes out, as you're listening to the podcast, be driving towards The Adventure Begins. Come in, see us. It's very important that you come see us tonight, today, 6 p.m. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. It's very important. Because we have taken over, the, we'll be taking over the store, and all the proceeds will go towards Let's Bring Them Home, which is a charity that benefits flying home soldiers um, of I think it's rank four and below. So these are like lower rank soldiers. These aren't like the officers. These are kids who just want to come home for their families and see everybody over the holidays. They've got the time off, but they don't have the money. So this helps that. This solves that. This buys them plane tickets so they can fly home and see their families. It's a huge, huge honor to even be able to help, and it's something we want to do to give back, so we want everybody to help us out. So please, 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 please come to Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More tonight, 6 p.m. Come in, spend some money, or donate, whatever you want to do, and uh, it's going to help bring bring home the troops. Some troops, not all the troops, some troops. Um, all right, so all that being said, the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More on 1488. Check it out. Okay, so... Uh, some kind of funny stuff has been happening happening in wrestling that I think is worth talking about here. <laughs> okay. Um, so AEW All Elite Wrestling mm. is like the new kid. 
and yeah. they are strongly challenging WWE. Yeah. The WWE just can't get out of its own way and it keeps doing stupid stuff and like not usual WWE things. They're not doing great programming and there's a lot of stuff going on that I don't love. Uh but they're just they're trying to they're working on it. Well, uh 2 weeks ago Cody Rhodes apparently was up all night with a, one of his buddies. Cody Rhodes is one of the founders of All Elite Wrestling and they were just going through all the expired trademarks that were coming up mm-hmm. and filing for a bunch of them including in that batch of stuff that they filed for and got was the famous WCW pay-per-view name Bash at the Beach. Nice. <laughs> so All Elite Wrestling now has the has the trademark for Bash at the Beach and they plan on using it this year. Oh, sweet. So tentatively the talk is they're going to do a big Bash at the Beach event when they partner with they're going to do like a Jericho and some other guys did like a cruise ship event. Mm-hmm. Wrestle. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Last year. And so this year they're going to like, I think they're going to do a cruise to an island where they're going to do like a match there. Like a bash at the beach as well as matches like, on the cruise ship and then they come back. So it's like going to be like a big wrestling. It's a water theme. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> so it's it's just another jab at like the way to screw it up WWE kind of stuff. And so the WWE had to go back through, and they filed trademarks for several old WCW and ECW pay-per-view names, right? Because they didn't realize they'd all expired. And it's so just, it's one of those things where, like, you have them for so long, and like, maybe someone like wasn't keeping track, and then like, oh, these things are gone. <laughs> all Elite Wrestling was like, woo! <laughs> so the WWE had to go back and had to. <laughs> okay. So here's who went first. W. So Cody Rhodes successfully filed for a number of old WCW trademarks, including um, ones that his late father, Dusty Rhodes, had been a part of, which is kind of cool. So he got Bash of the Beach. He got Super Brawl, Slamboree, The Match Beyond. He got actually Dusty Rhodes itself. Nice. <laughs> um, God, they screwed that up. Uh, the American. Oh, yeah. But okay, but honestly, I would have given that to him. No, not anymore. Are you kidding? He started a rival company. You can't. It's his dad. It's not his dad's name. You helped his dad build that name. Like I don't know. Man. You're a partner and all. You got He went business on him. I wouldn't. The that American makes me Night- feel bad. I, yeah, I do. I get what you're saying. I just the way it is is the way it is. Like that's the American Nightmare, the Prince of Wrestling, Bunkhouse Stampede, Battle Bowl, and the American Dream. The American uh, Dream is pretty cool. I like that one too. <coughs> and then he dies. So WWE responded, like these are literally like two weeks apart, the, all the or the, like a week apart, all the filing dates. That's so the WWE turned around and they got they redid fully loaded, living dangerously, heat wave, anarchy rules, World War Three. That was the big. That was the three ring thing. Uh, Chi Town Rumble, Sin, Sold Out, New Blood Rising, Hog Wild, Capital Combat, Road Wild, Greed, Uncensored, Spring Stampede, The Day of Mayhem. Beach Blast, <laughs> Massacre on 34th Street, and Hardcore Heaven. Those are no, no, other than like World War Three, like all those ones are pretty in way. Yeah, they're not the good ones. They're not the good ones because Cody Rhodes went through and got all the good ones. Right. Uh, um, I think there's a lot of like, I, I, there's been some really great showmanship between the two where uh, All Elite Wrestling is... They're just kind of outmaneuvering WWE every time you turn around. I feel like I feel like at this point WWE is so big, and like I feel like it's so tied up in its different things that like it's nowhere near as flexible as something like All Elite Wrestling. Well, I I think 
I think you're right, but I think you're also kind of wrong about how I don't think it's too big. I think the problem is it's too centric. It's Vince McMahon is WWE. That's fair. I and mean, he's he's done it this way for so long, for forever. It's always been his show, and so and he's in the, and he broke in the long game. He's won, right? So it's hard to say that he's wrong, right? Except it feels like he's losing right now. <laughs> yeah, and they haven't done anything. They haven't done any serious response to all elite wrestling, I right? Feel like. And like NXT isn't. I don't. I don't like the show they've put together for NXT on USA. I don't think it's. I don't think it's anywhere near as good. Um, and certainly, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as all elite wrestling's Dynamite on TNT. So if you have to choose which one you're gonna watch, I'm gonna. I've been watching Dynamite because it's just been. It's Bad. been a better show. Um, and everyone says that, tr- you know, so Triple H is in charge of NXT, and everyone's saying that he is making a better product. Well, what he's making is is probably better if you're, like, the hardcore wrestling fan. Right. But when, it, you, when, you're, when you're Joey Savage and you, yeah, you're exactly. super in-depth in all these careers. And you love it, and he's probably right, but it feels very small-town wrestler. Whereas all elite wrestling feels very much very professional, like old big WCW Nitro, Monday Night Raw, big announcers. They went and got all these guys. They got Jim Ross, and they got uh Tony. Um, I can never remember this guy's last name, but he was the guy from WCW. So they took the dude from WCW and they took the guy from WWE during the most important eras, and now they both sit at the desk together at all elite wrestling. Crazy. And it's just smart. They just hired the right people. They've brought on the right team. Now, they've had to deal with their own issues. They've had people. They had a guy who didn't get on a flight because he's been losing since he's been with W with Ollie Wrestling. So he tweeted, I'm not going to get on my plane. And da 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 Then, like, an hour later, he deleted the tweet, and he showed up at his next event. Right. But they handled it internally, I'm sure. And the problem that Ollie Wrestling is going to come into is you're not going to make everybody happy. You can't make everybody happy. So at some point, there's going to be cracks in yeah, it. Yeah, there's everything's. It's an ebb and flow. Things are going to give. Things are going to go. But right now, I think everybody is getting off on the fact that they're all on the same page and they're slamming it and they're taking it to to WWE, and it feels very indie rock band. It feels very crazy successful. It feels like a great opportunity for all of these guys, and I think that that's part of it. Right, and it's kind of it's it's an interesting almost like kind of like David and Goliath esque story now because you know the WWE with its rise and its rivalries well, has it's, then it's just a publicly traded company on Wall Street now. Like, right, it's it's now gotten to that point. Right, it's now a machine, and then here's this little guy. And I say little guy. Listen, it's it's owned by it's it's co-owned by Bill, the son of a billionaire who's not broke himself. Right, his father gave him the money to front this. Like it's not like it's. Yeah, nothing. It's not a. It's, it's not. It's, it's not got a the full throated support of TNT. They're doing. They're working with Warner Brothers. Like DC Comics is drawing like cool promo stuff that they use, and like um, they're going all like. It's not too. It's not the little guy versus the big guy, but it does feel like it. Right. And you're right about that. It does have this in. It's somehow entered the mind of pop culture, the zeitgeist, like the the concept that WWE is the big machine, and that these guys are the little dude. Right. And it's got this feeling of upset alert. It's got the feeling of, like, when you're watching a, 
when we went to uh, a Comic Palooza and we were watching the esports finale, and the mm-hmm. one team had coaches and trainers and people and like a staff, and that other team was a club essentially, yeah, who couldn't even afford a coach, and then that team won, right? We everyone was rooting for them, right? Because you could clearly see like how involved. Well, it just felt right to root for them, right? Right. Because the other there's just twenty other people for the other program with the shirts on, all calling stuff and shouting and cheering, and these guys came by themselves. And they're just hanging out. And they're just there to win. Right. And there's something about it that's kind of steals the, the momentum and the energy out of it, and you get excited for them. It makes you root for them. And I think all the wrestling is tapping into that very well now. Because, oh, yeah. But they're also putting out a spectacular product. Right, and that's the thing that can't be discounted because the WWE I felt has floundered for a long time. Yeah, and I'm never, I'm not, I'm not super in, like into the wrestling like zeitgeist as of like recent. Like it's only a recent thing for me. Like I'm very new to it, but I hear complaints of a lot of wrestling fans being, it's just not fun to watch. It just isn't as exciting as it was. No, and it's not. And there's this isn't. Without anyone challenging them, this was sort of a, a directionless era. Because there was no, one, there was nothing else. There's no competition. There was no competition, and there was the, nothing else to even sort of. What else are you gonna watch on Mondays and Tuesdays back then? Because it was they were Monday, Tuesday was Raw SmackDown, and it was like, where are you gonna go? Right. It was where kind are you of like, gonna go? Here's your option. Here's us, and that was it. And your other option is us, right. and then your other option is us again, and then have you checked out us? Now there's an option that not only is it not WWE, it is literally independent. Right, and it just and it's good. It's not. Ter- it's good. It's good, and that's sort of the thing. And it's interesting to see like Chris Jericho is like the forefront of it, uh, where like his career is like all over WCW, WWE. He was with W. He went from WWE to WCW. WCW is where he blew up. Comes back to WWE as this guy, and then he's featured in WWE over the next decade as well. And now he's ushering in this whole new era. And it's just kind of really interesting to see. And it's also interesting to see the reinvention yet again. Because he can't take any of the old stuff with him. Right. So it's he's a brand new. literally start over. <laughs> yes, except the thing that you don't realize is that he's been an indie guy this whole time. Anytime he was off from WWE and his band wasn't playing, he was, he was doing re- stuff. He was doing indie wrestling. And so... Even it's, though it's, it's all it's, new, it's a it's a quote unquote reinvention. Correct, but it's something he's comfortable with because he's done it forever. Right, and that's what makes it really interesting. And so it's kind of really great. Uh, and the the fan energy is insane when you watch these shows. The fans are way into it, and the, they're doing the chants and the cheers. Man, and the, like that's one thing that like because when I was when I was younger in like elementary school, you know, wrestling was a thing that people talked about. And as I got older, it was something that a lot of people just fell out of. Right. Because that era was very boring. A lot of people, it was just, you know, John Cena, Rey Mysterio was like the two big guys oh and like God. the big show. And like, and then like once you got out of like the elementary school, like there was no storylines for people to really fall in love with or go attached to. Yeah. When like you can do that when it, with a smaller, more indie feel. Well, and what's, what's most interesting is with All Elite, part of the story is you're rooting for them to beat WWE. So it's not even really what happens on their screen. 
It's just that you it's want like, them to succeed. It is. It's like the most meta wrestling match it's, of the century. It really is because they're almost like it's. Re- it's almost like they're wrestling WWE, and like you, you somehow now you're you're rooting for them to succeed. Almost, it's some, there's a very something very psychological about how they've kind of positioned themselves. This is a very. It's a very smart move, and it's and WWE is doing everything. Like, they're making every wrong move to make it this easy for them. Right. It's like they're not even... Because they feel like at first it was them being like, oh, they're just shrugging them off. Like, we're not going to acknowledge them. It's not a big deal. But as they kept coming back with, you know, good show after good show after... Right. And now it's too late. And now yeah. now they've, they've, they've allowed them to build this momentum that correct. they can't stop now. Correct. And now the only one who can stop them is All Elite Wrestling. And I don't know that they will. I don't know that they'll screw this up. Because I think they have, I think they have good hands on the wheels, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. This could crash and burn. Wrestling is such a dynamic. Like, not only is it interesting on stage and the people involved, but also in like a grand scheme, wrestling has been such an interesting, like, almost. It's 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 like an epic. It's like the right. different stories and the people involved are so intertwined and so like ingrained. In yeah. this culture, it is, no, you're right. And then also the the other part of it that's kind of weird is is just like, like, how long does it go like this? Like, how long before all the wrestling feels like it's the normal instead of the underdog? Right. Like when when does it turn again? When yeah. Vince McMahon finally dies, who knows? I don't know, man. It's it's weird. He's gonna live to like ninety five million. Well, and so he's about to get involved in the XFL stuff. That's coming up this off this this. February, March. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll see what direction WWE takes kind of second quarter 2020 when allegedly he is going to be completely out of the WWE because he's telling XFL people that he's going to be 100% in with them when the time comes. Making money can't somewhere. Do both. Can't right. do both. Can't be, can't be 100% in two places. That nope. doesn't work. 200%. <laughs> I, I'm 200% in. No, no, you're not. Uh, I had a buddy of mine who, when he was in high school sports, he would like get frustrated when coaches would say, "Give me one hundred and ten percent." He'd be like, "That is not even possible." I'll try as hard as I can, but just only one hundred percent. That's it's not percentage just work. That's the sum of all my percent. <laughs> uh, what's kind of what do we got here time wise? We got like two minutes. We got two minutes here. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of rant here. This, uh, the new trailer has dropped for Wonder Woman. Okay. And apparently, she doesn't fly in it. Okay, she didn't fly in the first one. Didn't she? No. She, she just fl- jumped. She just jumped real high. So she wasn't flying at the very end? No. Did she fly in Justice League? I don't think so. She hasn't flown at all in the series. I don't This isn't like this isn't news. I thought so, the whole <laughs> So people were freaking out because she wasn't flying. And they were like they're just trying to incorporate the invisible jet into this for marketing. One, you can't mar- Okay, you can market an invisible jet, but it's also really stupid. <laughs> But they were saying that she flew at the end of the first one. And I was like, I don't think it matters. Also, literally in the 80s in the comic book, she couldn't fly. Right. So, like, if this, this, is, this is, is, is the 80s version of her. Right. I was like, I, it kind of makes sense that she wouldn't fly in 1984. That's just me. Um, just the, um, actually. Um, actually. 
She did not fly in 1984. That is pre-crisis continuity, so of course she wouldn't fly in 1985. Yeah, but she didn't fly in the other one, so I don't know why people are getting mad. That's just people not paying attention. I honestly couldn't. I didn't think she did either, but they were like, she flies at the end when she fights Ares. Yeah, but that's Ares. Like, I thought it was Ares just carrying her around because he's obviously super strong and can fly, quote unquote. I just think they're just jumping. Because like, she like she jumps like 50 billion feet in the air. Right. Like, no, I've seen where she does the super jump, the Mario double jump thing. I agree with that. I, they were saying that she, I, you know what, man, you might be, you might be totally right about that now that you're saying that, and I'm thinking about it, and I don't think she flies in Justice League, because they all take that jet. Yeah. She just hitches a ride. They're just like, what are they going to do? <laughs> so she hasn't flown this she whole time. She flies in the Snyder Cut, I swear. <laughs> right, right, the Snyder Cut, she flies. Um, So then, like, someone was saying that the invisible jet was in the trailer, and I was like, because they're complaining, and I said, first of all, you don't even know the invisible jet is in there. You saw two minutes of a two-plus-hour movie, and you're already saying it's going to be terrible. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just now, if you don't like the tone or something, say that. Like, oh, it looks bad. Like you with the Joker. Right. You were like, I'm not interested in seeing this movie. It and didn't you just look did. good. And you didn't, but a lot uh, of people Apparently I was with wrong, and that's fine, but the trailers didn't look good. So if that was a conversation, like, no one's denied me that. No one said, oh, yeah. no, the trailers looked good. No, no one said that. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. It, for this one... That's not the conversation they want to have. They just want to have the conversation that, A, she should fly, and B, the invisible jet is dumb. So then they go, well, it's in the trailer. And I said, no, it's not. And he goes, well, they're in the cockpit of something, and they're flying around. And I said, okay, but you don't know. First of all, they can see it because they're touching buttons in it. And The inside of the invisible jet isn't invisible. Yeah, and I was like, so you don't know if it's invisible or not. And he goes, well, they're going to make it invisible when it comes out. Watch. Also, the invisible jet is just funny in general. I don't know. Like, people, I feel like, take the a little bit too seriously. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going for in the invisible jet. I don't, it's a, it's a gimmick. I don't get, because you, because when feels, she's in the invisible jet, you see her. Right. It's sitting a, through the sky. Like, that's weird. It's a really funny. It's a weird idea. Um, But it's just kind of odd. But so anyway, everyone's already mad. And I'm like, the movie doesn't come out for another six months. Right. Can we not do this? Like, do we no. have to do this already? I don't know why people are getting mad. I feel like no one got mad at the first Wonder Woman trailer, and now, like, this one, they're oh, mad no, about all it. Oh, all kinds of people. Everyone, there's a whole group of people who are just upset oh, yeah, that like they're making... Oh, yeah, like, people are going to be mad about it, but, and like, I think that movie was good. It was, and I think maybe that's what it is, is I'm like, maybe these are just those same people, and I didn't know them then, and I know them now, and I'm like... Why are we? Why are we having? Because honestly, they made a great movie. Like yeah. they have Wonder Woman one was actually really great. The I, only, ha- the I only have thi- full faith and confidence in they're going to make a second good movie. My only complaint about Wonder Woman was I thought the 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 mustache on the main villain looked silly. Yeah, and that's my that's my number one complaint. It's a very British mustache. You're not wrong about that. Um. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna jump out here. Uh. Thank you everybody for listening. Everybody have a great day. Come see us tonight at the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. On behalf of little brother Nico and myself, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, 
and senior citizens and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.